Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk. Here's some players saying, well, the fans don't know real players. As if to say, I'm not a real player. So what the f- are you talking about? I'm the most active champion there is in all weight divisions. And I fight at all weight divisions. Connor's full He's full Most of the things he says are full They try to build Nate up like he was a monster 170-pounder and he's a world beater. Nate is a lightweight who is, wins half of his fights and loses half of his fights. There's, there's the bitterness coming out again. You know what I mean? Winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. That's what you're seeing here. That's what you're seeing the whole game. They're focusing on me. I'm focusing on history. He's picked very good style matchups for himself. He's never put himself in, in harm's way. You're here because you're the easiest dude in this division. That's why you're here. And he's never, ever for anyone UFC like me. I can take you where you're weakest, and I can fight you at your strength. It'll be high pace and it'll be violent. You've got to be bigger, taller. You've got to have weight. That's the only way you're going to give me a war. If you're anyway, same height, same weight, same reach, you're dead. You're not going to last. The illusion of greatness will soon be over. <laughs> there, there is no Santa Claus. He don't exist and he never did. time it is. It's time for the majority decision coming to you live from the great state of Texas right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg the Truth. The co-host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Chaos. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I invite you to follow us on Twitter at MajorityMMA and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. The time has come for the biggest UFC card in the history of mixed martial arts, maybe the biggest card in MMA history, UFC history. Um, Tomorrow night in Madison Square Garden, the UFC will make its debut in New York and uh, put on UFC 205. Man, how pumped are you for this one? Man, I am super excited, and I'm not just saying that because I ate nine Oreo cookies, right? That that did help me stay awake for this, but – I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, I'm glad, you know, they finally legalized MMA in New York. I don't know what they were waiting on. I mean, it's uh, been all over the world at this point. But uh, Madison Square Garden, man, it's a stacked card top to bottom, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, not to harp on New York, but uh, they were about 12 years late to the party. 
but uh, we'll welcome you okay. with open arms anyway, I guess. Um, people actually had to die in order for it to become sanctioned in New York. Um, it's true. So it's been a long road, a ridiculous one. And um, frankly, I could care less about MMA being in New York. <laughs> um, and I think at this yeah. point, uh, you know, but I get, I get, I get fighters, performers, and I get the company wanting to hold hold a card in Madison Square Garden. There's a lot of history in that building, and um, so I get it from that point of view. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if this card was in New York or Vegas or California or Dubai, wherever they put this card, this is a extremely stacked card. Definitely, 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 man. I can't. I just, I can't wait, you know, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's just, you know, all the fights are, you know, matched pretty evenly. Of course, uh, you know, we got, <laughs> we did, we did have a, uh, we did have a, we did have a spillover at the buffet and, uh, somebody didn't make weight. So Cowboy Cerrone will be missing from this card. But, uh, you know, other than that, other than that, there's, there's going to be plenty of fighters out there to make up for it. Hold on just a second. I'm not aware of anybody making weight. I haven't yet checked the weigh-in results. So Cerrone missed weight, and he's that, that no, fight not, is canceled. No, not Cerrone. I think Gaslam missed weight. Oh well, that's not a shocker. Yeah, Cerrone doesn't miss that's weight. That guy's a, that guy's an adamant professional. Cerrone does not miss weight. Now, uh, at least I've never, I in, in all the times that I've followed him, I've never seen him miss weight. But, I mean, but Gasolum, I think it's, what, his second or third time to miss weight? Yeah, I want to say it's so, maybe even his fourth time. Yeah. Oh, wow. His fourth time. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, if it is really his fourth time, then, uh, you know, I mean, that sucks for Cowboy, man. You know, the if you want to see one guy fight, you know, in in a fight in Mecca, you want to see Cowboy Cerrone fight. It's a, it's a shame that you know he he does he doesn't get to fight because, you know, your guy doesn't make weight. You know, because they do the official weigh-ins what, uh, in the morning now, right? Yeah. And then uh, and then and your weight, you know, you you know whatever they do it later on. That's you know with the fans and everything. That's you know, basically for show, right? You actually make your way in the morning. So, um, wow. I, so, I guess so Kelvin, Kelvin Gaston Gaston didn't make it. Not only did he not make it, he didn't even show up. He didn't even step on the scale. He knew he was too fat, and he wasn't even going to try. Well, I guess I shouldn't call someone <laughs> who weighs 180 pounds fat. But give me a break, dude. You're on the biggest card in MMA history and you miss weight so bad that you don't even show up to the weigh-in. That's ridiculous. Give me a break. Come on. Where's the professionalism? Where's the discipline? You know, and I, and I say this. I don't know that this guy, maybe he was sick, maybe he had an injury. So if that's the case, then maybe it's a different story. But this guy's a repeat offender. Um, man, that, that's, that's got to be disappointing. I'm seeing on here also that Tiago Alves missed weight. He missed weight to the point oh, that Lord. they now have to fight a – that now he and Jim Miller are going to fight at 163-pound uh, catch weight when they were, I guess, apparently yes, supposed to be at 155. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is a uh, that's a catch weight fight. Um, obviously, I'm taking Jim Miller in that one. I'm thinking Miller, you know, is going to probably be in better condition. And uh, you know, but but as far as Kelvin Gaston, we, we don't know. We don't know why he missed weight. Maybe he was sick. Maybe it could have been anything, right? But at the end of the day, it's it's uh, whatever he comes out and says because he, you know been in this situation before nobody's going to believe him right so it really doesn't matter anyway I just you know if you, if you knew you weren't coming maybe you should have told them you know a week prior maybe they could have got somebody to fill in somebody would have taken somebody would have oh, yeah. taken that fight if not just to fight yeah. Cowboy but just to fight him in Madison Square Garden yeah no doubt about that I will say this on a personal note they were doing the dreaded nine fight, nine o'clock start, or six fight, nine o'clock oh, start, excuse me. And right. with that fight scratched, it's only going to be five fights. So that means I'm going to get to bed at a decent hour tomorrow, which is very important to me, as you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that is important <laughs> to you. <laughs> All right. So Conor McGregor has been teasing a big announcement following UFC 205, and I want to throw in what I think it's going to be, and this is going to be a a crazy prediction because it's something that I think we all thought might not ever happen. It's going to be one of two things. It's going to be either he's taking time off to get married to his current girlfriend, or he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather. Well, I don't think he's going to fight Floyd Mayweather. I think he's going to defend 45. What do you think? Man, I, I'm telling you, I heard Dana White on Jim Rome this week. I believe it was, uh, as a matter of fact, it was earlier today. Um, he did a couple of segments with Jim Rome and Dana White. Oh, uh, Jim Rome. Had, he had the door wide open, wide open, more so than ever. And I think with the new bosses that are running the UFC, um, I, I think uh, – I think they'd want to get something like that done, and it wouldn't surprise me. But I think uh, I think he's probably going to let everybody know that he's going to be getting married to his current girlfriend. Oh, really? Aside from the personal well, stuff, yeah. Well, good for well, that's so good. Congratulations good for him, man. I got, that you know, if you, if you know anything about Conor McGregor's story, you know that that girl has been with him when he had nothing. So I mean, it's uh, you know, hey, more more power to those two. Right? They they uh, decided to do that. Well, all Connor all the time. It is of course ultimate Connor fighting championship. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about it. The main event: Eddie Alvarez defending the U uh, the UFC lightweight title against Connor McGregor. How does this fight shake out? Who wins? And how do they get it done? Man, you know, I'm going to say this, right? So, my friend, you know, if it's a big card, he bets on these fights, right? He's got, you know, he's got a guy. He's got the whole nine going on, right? So, he sends me the card. He goes, well, you know, if you were going to bet money, who would you bet on, right? So, you know, I send him my picks, and sometimes he doesn't go with all of them, right? Sometimes he bets against me, and I'm like, I'm fine with that. I'm just giving him my opinion. But I could not – I couldn't lay it out for McGregor and Alvarez. I just 
I couldn't go definitive. And the reason why is because, you know, I, I believe that one's got more to lose than the other one does. And Eddie Alvarez, man, um, that guy can fight. Man. He's, uh, he's known for, you know, three and five round wars. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a hard one for me to call. Yeah, it's a it's a very tough tough one to call, um, given what uh Alvarez has done since coming into the UFC. Um he's fought some tough guys, he's beat some tough guys. Um the fight that I that I think I would go back to in terms of if there's any kind of a comparison and style would be the Anthony Pettis fight. Pettis likes to throw a lot of kicks, as does McGregor. They're different, but um you know, they like to keep their distance. They, you know, they're dynamic in the way that they strike. Yeah. Of course, he beat Anthony Pettis. I think one of the questions here is, can Alvarez close the distance? Can he do it enough to force McGregor into a brawl or right. a clinch or an ugly fight? If he can do that, I think he can win, and I think he can win – Fairly easily. Um, yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but Connor, if, if if you look at what they've done on paper and who they fought, Eddie Alvarez has fought much tougher guys, has victories over much tougher guys, and yeah. has fought five round fights. Pretty much, it seems like his entire career. Right. And he's fought everywhere. So I mean, it's he's fought every he's fought everyone he's fought all over the world. You know the other the other thing is, yeah. You know I'm not picking it, I'm not picking against Connor by any means, but you, you know you can all you know you can almost say that you know well, Connor's probably ready for that type of style. I mean after his last fight with Nate Diaz, right? But but you know is he going to want is he is he going to want to go through another five rounds of that cuz i mean let's face it that's a tough fight and that's the type of fight that fighter that Eddie Alvarez is man i mean if you if you watch any of his fights with Michael Chandler they were just brutal just wars man that guy i mean it's just constant it's just scrap 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 and it's uh i'm not saying McGregor's not scrappy I'm just saying I hope he doesn't think it's going to be easy. No, and, and and there's another difference, in my opinion, between, well, I mean, there's a lot of differences between Alvarez and Nate Diaz, but in terms of right. their scrappy nature, they have that similarity, like you said, but Eddie Alvarez has something that Nate Diaz doesn't. Potentially end the fight. But it, it's going to be a very interesting, you know, it's an interesting matchup. It could go a lot of different ways. You know, how how is Conor McGregor's gas tank going to land? Off his game a little bit in terms of the mental game, the mental aspect of it in that in the beginning 
Alvarez was really challenging McGregor's ego, telling him, hey, you're the easiest fight. Hey, you know, you're, no, you're nothing, you're nobody. And it was really, I think, getting a really emotional and, – and Connor's an emotional guy. Uh, but I think it was the same kind of emotion that Nate Diaz was eliciting from him that, that caused McGregor to fight a little bit more emotional in that first fight, and which caused him to gas out. You know, Nate Diaz said, hey, you, you know, you haven't done anything but knock out a bunch of midgets, and, you know, who are you? You're nobody. Well, Eddie Alvarez started out kind of doing the same thing, and it, it, I, I felt like it was really getting under McGregor's skin, but leading up to the fight, he kind of has – he's kind of done a little turn where he's now kind of playing up to the crowd. I don't know if you saw the the, the pre-fight uh, conference from just a few days ago, but Conor McGregor actually picked up a chair and acted as if he was going to throw it at Eddie Alvarez, which was probably well, an act, but still outrageous. Well, I don't, I don't know if you saw how that old thing transpired. Did you get a chance to watch all of it? I did. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez yeah, actually threw the, the chair at him first. Yeah, he kind of threw it down there at his feet while he was sitting down. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand why Eddie Alvarez was mad. I mean, Connor came skipping in, took his belt, you know, like he did with Jose Aldo. He took his belt, put it on, he, you know, did all kinds of stuff with it. And, um, you know, they're selling it pretty well. I mean, I... Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a good fight. How you know, to me though, Eddie Alvarez has more to lose in this fight than Conor McGregor does. If Conor McGregor loses, he's still the 145 pound champ. He just goes down. He just goes down to defend. That's a, that's all so that is. More to, if, right, because does more to lose make you more Eddie. dangerous? What's that? Does more to lose th- make you more dangerous? I mean, I, I would, I think it kind of does. Look at this: your first title defense is a uh, yeah. is, is another is a champ from another division coming up to challenge you. That's, I mean, I mean that that kind of that probably put a spark in me. I think it, I, th- I think it probably make it. It would it would make Connor, you know, have more of a uh, competitive effect. As far as that fight's concerned, now that's, you know, it's your first fight, right? You got more to lose. You lose your belt. You lose your belt. Connor loses, right? Let's say he loses. What happens? And he's still a 145-pound champ. Eddie doesn't get his belt. They don't unify that. It's not like boxing, you know. It's just uh, it's kind of like uh, the it's kind of like when Matt Hughes uh, stepped up to fight. Uh, I'm sorry when B.J. Penn stepped up to fight Matt Hughes and he lost, right? B.J. just retained his title, remember? Yeah, same thing with George yeah, I mean, it, Right, I, I still get to go down and defend my division, even if I don't, if I lose to you. Now, I'm sure he's not thinking that way. He's coming in because he wants both belts, but uh, Eddie Alvarez, man, he's, he's just a, a long journey to get where he is. I don't think he gives it up that easy. I don't think it's going to be a one-round knockout. I'm also interested to see how Connor looks at 155. Um, yeah, I think I think 155 is probably the right weight for him. I think 
Yeah. And 45 was a deep, deep cut, and 170 was probably too big. 155 is probably right in that sweet spot. I'll be interested to see how that affects his stamina and his gas tank if it goes in the later rounds. You know, I think his gas tank was his gas tank was uh, pretty strong at uh, you know at 169 pounds. So I'm thinking I'm thinking his gas tank's probably going to be pretty solid. Uh, probably really good at 155 because it was. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't really get to see a whole lot of his gas tank at 145, but. I think if it, you know, if it's one of those, if it's, a, if it's a knockdown, drag out fight and it goes four or five rounds, I think his gas tank's going to be okay because he's, uh, you know, he's a little leaner, per se. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, he he was dead after the first Diaz fight. He spent the path, he spent the fourth and fifth rounds almost literally running from Nate uh, in their second fight with his arms down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that's, that, that for me, in my opinion, is a question. But if it comes down to pick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick. I'm going to pick Eddie Alvarez. I'm going to say he wins a split decision and keeps the belt and uh, sends McGregor back to uh, 145. Yeah. It's a good – I'm not picking. I'm not picking this one. <laughs> I can't pick it, man. I just I can't, I can't make a solid decision on, uh, and it's not even because I like them both or anything like that, because I do, you know, obviously. But I just, you know, Eddie Alvarez when he first came to UFC, I thought maybe it was too little, too late, and he's the champ, right? I mean, it's anything can happen, man, with these two guys. It's just uh, it's too crazy to call. Too crazy to pick. I'm not picking it. Second title fight of the night for the welterweight title. Tyron Woodley is defending the belt against Stephen Thompson. This is a very interesting matchup to me. Stephen Thompson is a, uh, you know, he's kind of like um, Lyoto Machida was, you know, the first half of his career where guys just can't seem to figure him out on the stand-up ground, in the stand-up game. They just can't figure him out, can't get close to him. Uh, you know he's he's got he's got a dynamic skill set on his feet. Um, I think we're going to see Tyron uh, Woodley uh, break out some of the wrestling tomorrow night. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I don't I don't see Tyron Woodley staying on his feet. Um, now if he lands though, if he does get a good shot in, I mean I do believe he can knock Stephen Wonderboy Thompson out. But uh, you know what? I'm gonna pick this one. I think, uh, man, I gotta go with Wonder Boy on this one. I just feel like yeah, I feel like he he's he's had pretty good success against wrestlers in the past. I feel like he can get this one done. Yeah, I, I like both these guys. I like them because they're both professional, and they they both are they both seem to be hard workers, good attitudes for the most part. Um, and for me, the, the 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 tipping point is going to be Woodley's wrestling. If he goes to the wrestling, I don't think he can outstrike Thompson, with the exception of, like you said, if he's able to catch him, he can catch him and he can knock him out. But I think, you know, four or five rounds of just stand up with Thompson, and I don't think he can outstrike him, but I do think he can out-wrestle him. So for me, Definitely. the question is going to be, can he get into the ground? 
if he can get him to the ground, I think he can win. Um, and I just, I don't know, man. I think he can, and I'm going to go with Woodley on a decision win. Okay. Now, I like, and I respect that. I love Tyrone Woodley, man. He's uh, he's just, he's a beast. He's explosive. But uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of what he can do. I know he's a great wrestler. I know he's a great grappler. Um, he's going to have to make it dirty to beat uh, Stephen Thompson. But uh, yeah. I know Stephen Thompson, man, he can't run for five rounds. Not from Tyrone Woodley. That's not going to happen. But what I would uh, the win. do overzealous, I um, think he can win the five. So, you know, because he's, he's climbed up from the ranks. I mean, he's went from he's went from prelims to main card to main event. And, you know, he's climbed the ladder, and you have to respect that. Um, you know, that's the Tyron Woodley. So, you know, so to say that they both have. Tyron Woodley uh, has done the same thing, made a name for himself in that welterweight division. Of course, the third, believe it or not, three title fights is going to be a women's strawweight championship. Johanna Yajerjek versus Carolina and I'm not going to try to say her name. You know exactly who I'm talking about, and you know how I do it. I like to butcher names, so I'm not even going to give it a shot. Um, man, you know, I hate to predict that there's not going to be a title change tomorrow, but um, bottom line, man, uh, Joanna, is to me, is just a buzzsaw, and uh, that's not going to stop tomorrow night. I don't, you know what, man? I like uh, I like Carolina. If she can fight, that's for sure. I just don't think I just, I just don't see it, man. I just, you want to just uh, she's looking crazier and crazier every fight. You know, she's a little bit more well-rounded. Her skills are a little more well-rounded. Um, Carolina's got great stand-up, also, but you know, there's more to it than that, right? Um, I think uh, Joanna's rounded out her game a little bit more. I think that's going to be the. I think, I think that title stays with her tomorrow night. Yeah, I do too. And even looking back to Joanna's uh, last fight with Claudia Gadella, you know, in that in like the first three minutes, I'm thinking, wow, you know, Gadella might have a chance to win. Claudia might have a chance, but yeah, that only lasted for like two and a half or three minutes. And then it was like Joanna just found her rhythm and her distance, and that was the end of that fight. It was a oh, moving punching bag uh, for the last 22 minutes. Um, so yeah, I just don't, I just don't see anybody beating her at this point. Yeah, not right now, man. I, I just, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see it happening. Now, if it ends up being close, that's great, but. Uh... Well, obviously, you want to see close title fights, but I just, I think uh, you want to outstrike her. I don't think, it, I think you see takedown defense, and I just, uh, she just outstrikes her. I just don't see it. I don't see Carolina beating her. Uh, her last fight, you know, to get the, to earn the title fight wasn't, you know, wasn't spectacular. So, uh, I just, so. I got to go with Joanna, man. I would say uh, so. I'm I'm gonna say so. 
So 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 far I've got one belt changing hands. You've got no belts changing hands. Is that right? Yeah, man. And I yeah, and I hate <laughs> to uh, I hate for it to come no, out like cool. that. I'd like to see that's, a title change cool, hands, man. but I just don't see it. I'm pulling yeah, for Alvarez. Cool, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, McGregor wins, but I'm pulling for yeah. Alvarez. Not at all. Not at um, all. I just, yeah, I just, you know, the, you know, f- from a fan's perspective, man, it's just those are hard fights to call, man. Hard fights to yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You know. Yeah, they Especially are. Especially in MMA. Yeah. Is it a little surprising? at how much booing that fans at these events, the weigh-ins, the conferences, how much they've been booing Eddie Alvarez for no apparent reason other than they love Conor McGregor. <laughs> I think that I mean, in New Eddie York, Alvarez is a good such guy. a huge... No, he really is. He's a great guy. He, but I, I think there's just such a huge Irish following in New York. I think maybe that's where he gets kind of stuck out. Yeah. Yeah, because they were they were on they were on him they were on Alvarez pretty heavy. And yeah, I couldn't believe that either. You know, I, I thought like, he'd man, get a huge reception out there. No respect. <laughs> no respect. Well, that's just about going to wrap it up for this edition of the Majority Decision. I want to thank everybody for listening. And don't forget, tomorrow night on pay-per-view, UFC 205. Be sure and check it out. We'll be back here with us on Sunday to go over all the results and happenings. Have a great weekend. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.